Welcome to the CareerWise Nurse Podcast. This is your place if you are launching your career as a nurse or are preparing to launch. If you're growing into your role or growing into a new role, or if you're seeking to thrive or just need a little refresh in your work as a nurse or your life as a nurse. Living your best nursing life doesn't just happen. It takes energy and dedication. On this podcast, you will have the opportunity to learn, live, and love all the experiences of being a nurse. Nursing is truly an amazing journey. It's your amazing journey. It's your license. It's your career. It's your job. It's your reality. And it's your certification. It's all about you. You will get strategies and stories, inspiration, information on how to live your best life in this podcast. This is all about helping you stay fresh, energized, and making sure that you are your best self on the job. And when you're off the job, when you finish that day shift or that night shift, or your day is done, and this is about today, tomorrow, and your nursing future. So hang on. Thank you for being here with me on this amazing journey that we call nursing life. Welcome to this episode of the CareerWise Nurse Podcast. I'm Natalie Dietrich. I'm your host, and I am here to talk with you about all things nursing. My goal is to help you launch your career, grow into a role, a new role or your current role, and thrive as a nurse. So I hope that I can connect with all of you, whether you're new in practice or you've been practicing for many years. What I want to focus on in this series is professional self-care. Today we'll talk about just a couple aspects of professional self-care that I think are important. And I hope that you will take some time to reflect on your professional self-care. Is it where you think it should be? Do you feel it needs to be worked on? And what can you do to improve your professional self-care? This is for nurses working in hospitals. This is for nurses, for nurses working in busy ambulatory settings. When I say busy, I really don't know any places where nurses work that isn't busy. So you might be working 12-hour day shifts or night shifts in the hospital. You might be working in a busy surgery center or an outpatient setting where there's high turnover and large volume. I hope that you'll be able to reflect on these topics wherever you're working. And always know you can connect with me because I'd like to hear from you and know what your experience is with professional self-care as we go through this series of episodes. Let's kick this off. We're going to talk about three different aspects of professional self-care. First of all, I want to know, do you take your lunches and your breaks? Is that the culture on your unit that everyone takes a break? Or do you find that people just kind of eat on the run? Because you need to stay energized, hydrated, and you need a break for your mind and body. You need a bathroom break. What I've seen in my work as a hospital educator most recently is that nurses often will not take their lunch until two or three in the afternoon. That's in regards to day shift, where they started their day 
officially at 7 a.m., but probably they got to the unit by 6.30 so they could start to look up their patients. I'm sure in an outpatient setting, whether it's eight hour, nine hour, or 10 hour day shifts, or evening shifts, it's easily the case that people don't get a break until many hours into their shift in those settings as well as in the hospital. Same on nights. I'm not sure how quickly, on nights, I'm not sure how quickly people get a break and eat a meal. But I imagine that they're pretty busy until at least midnight. So what is the culture on your unit? If you're looking for a job as a nurse, your first job, or if you're looking for a new job, what do people do? Do they actually sit down in the break room? Do people connect and visit among each other during break times? Do people get off the unit? Do you get to get outside and see daylight or get fresh air during your break? Do you even feel like you can get off the unit to go get food? If you're looking for a job, these are good questions to ask the people that you talk to. And I don't recommend you just rely on what the patient care director says when you ask about, are people actually getting a break or are they going to lunch? Talk to the nurses who would be your preceptor, who might be a nurse who might be your preceptor, or nurses who you might be working with. What do they do? And I can guarantee you that the recruiter, who is probably your initial contact when you're looking at a role, doesn't have any specific information about meals and breaks on the unit. So that's a good one to say for when you're shadowing with nurses on the unit where you're considering taking a job. I do recall that one nurse who would be in charge or just taking patients on the unit, she always got breakfast. And I liked to take my breakfast up to the unit to sit down so that I could connect with the nurses. I also liked to see the TV was on because I really had no idea was going what was going on in the world, even though my days probably started around 7 a.m., maybe a little earlier, maybe a little later. I really wasn't paying attention to what was going on around me when I was headed into work. So by going where there's a TV and I can eat my brunch or I get the chance to talk to other nurses from the unit, I really liked that time. And the nurse that I referenced who actually got her breaks, she started the day with breakfast. She said, it's really not that busy that I really don't have time to eat my breakfast or take a break in the day. I just have to prioritize that time for me so that I'm really energized and able to do the best job I can all day long. And I know she always went down to the cafeteria to get her breakfast. So I applaud her for making that a priority and having a schedule in her day that allowed her to do that. I realize a lot of days, how it starts does set the tone for the whole day. And you may have a sense when you get there and start to look at your patient load that you feel like you're never going to get a break. You better eat at the start of the shift and go to the bathroom because it may not happen all day long. I used to feel that way working outpatient oncology. Some days were really busy and I said, oh, this is like the hospital where you aren't going to get to eat or take a break all day. Better do it now. I realized really we own that and it's up to us to make sure that we get those self-care behaviors in place and make it a habit to let them happen, to have them happen on our shifts or in our day at work. So next, let's talk about getting out of work on time. And this may be something that you immediately think is all about working in the hospital. And it is true that that really, those shifts, you want them to end on time in the hospital. 
You may work in a hospital where, whether it's days or nights, the shift should end at 7.30. And you, if you are working in a hospital or thinking about going to work in a hospital, it's a really good question to ask several people on the unit to know what time do they get out of work. A couple of reasons why this is important. Your preceptor, whose schedule you're probably going to work when you're orienting to a job in the hospital, you're going to be with them. So if they don't leave on time, or it doesn't seem to be anything that really concerns them about when they finish, or they typically finish at eight o'clock, they tell you, that's going to be how you are working during orientation. Secondly, what kind of information is being handed off? Is everything in the report that's given to the next shift, does it all need to be repeated? Because that time you spend handing off report translates into how long it takes you to finish up your shift and get out of there. I recently talked to a nurse who finished orientation in the end of April, and she told me now that she's on her own, she feels so good about her work. She feels so proud of herself for getting things done, and she feels like the care she's giving is really good. And she said, when I asked her what time she leaves, she said she leaves at about 7.40. She said, but the other day I left at 8 p.m. I had a rapid response. I ended up having to upgrade my patient, and then I got an admission, so I didn't get to leave until 8 o'clock. I was so impressed by her time management. Now, I'm not auditing her chart to see how much charting she does, but she had confidence in her ability to get her work done. I knew that she was really working on prioritizing her tasks and managing her time to get done with her shift as soon as possible. So I have to say that it can be done. And just because the unit culture is that report takes a long time. That does not mean when you go to work on that unit that you have to function in the same way as everyone else. You are in charge of your schedule and it may take a lot of work to get that schedule down, your system, how you work efficiently, but you have the power to make that a priority in your self-care plan to get out of work on time. So lastly, in this episode, let's talk about vacation time and sick time. That is there for you for a reason. And are you taking full advantage of your professional self-care plan to plan that time off. One important thing for you to ask as you interview for a new job, maybe in another organization, is sick time and vacation time in one PTO bank that you earn from with every pay period if you're a full-time employee or a part-time employee. Or are they separate? Because that really does affect how you plan your time off. Do you need to save PTO time? for when you might have sick call out or a family member to take care of versus is it separate? So your vacation time is your vacation time, sick time is sick time. You need to be sure that you are taking time off. And if you're needing to call out sick, do you do that when you feel like you need to or if you are really sick? I realize COVID has changed how we reflect on feeling a little under the weather. The slightest indication that it could be COVID and of course you have to stay home but before that, if you were a little under the weather, you might have just gone to work. Is that really the right thing for you to do? Are you using your sick leave appropriately? Are you planning your time off? So if you're interviewing for a job, ask about those guidelines in terms of planning vacation, requesting days off, cementing on the calendar your plans that you have that are things you looked forward to this year and that you don't want to miss. Advocate for yourself so that you are getting the time off that you need. I do remember there is a paper in the charge book that has a list of call-outs, who it was and the date. It doesn't say what you called out for, but they're tracking that. 
but that should not intimidate you when you need time off. I'm not advocating to call in sick when you're really not sick, but you are the judge of when you feel like you need time and distance from work. And sometimes you need to use that sick time or your PTO to take a break from work, planned or unplanned. That's important for you to understand how that works. Getting away from sick time and just thinking about vacation. Do people take time off? How much time are you allowed to request off at once? How many people are allowed to be off at one time? Among nurses, clinical techs, charge nurses, supervisors, what are the guidelines? How easy or how difficult is it for you to plan time off? These are things for you to think about as you develop or revise. Just reflect on your self-care plan and making sure that important things and time away is part of what you do in your work life. So just to recap on three considerations for you as you look at your professional self-care plan. First of all, we talked about are you taking lunch breaks and other breaks during your workday, whether you're in an acute care setting, 12-hour shifts in a hospital, outpatient, or if you have a desk job, or if you have a desk job where you are in Zoom meetings all day, or you are facilitating training for nurses, what is your break time? That's important for you to know as part of your self-care plan. Where do you stand and how do you manage that? It's your decision. Next, we talked about finishing your work on time. I think of shifts and I said, what time does your unit typically finish? When do nurses get out of work on your unit? That's something that you should explore if you're interviewing or if you're on your own unit. How's it going for you? If you're a new nurse starting to go to work or to a new job, what's your plan for making sure that your time, that your time is your time when that shift is supposed to end? And thirdly, I said, how are you prioritizing your vacation and your sick time? Are you trying to go in when you're a little bit under the weather, which is harder to do now in the COVID era? But is that because you want to save all your time off for that two to three week vacation that you're hoping to go on in August to Mexico or to another continent? Really look at how you're prioritizing your time, not only for down the road for time off, but for now when you need to be sure you're resting, repairing, and fully restored to go on with those demanding days or nights that you're working. Stay tuned for more on professional self-care and thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to connect with me. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about this podcast. Connect today with the CareerWise Nurse Podcast community. Do this by emailing belong at careerwisenurse.com. That's B-E-L-O-N-G at careerwisenurse.com. Join the CareerWise Nurse Facebook group. A link is provided at the bottom of the page. Leave a review for this podcast. Scroll past the episodes where you will see write a review. I read every review because I want to know what you think, what you want to know, who you want to meet to help you live your best nursing life. Tap on the stars to rate this podcast. Thank you. Talk to you soon.